Hello, I'm Badis, and welcome to the Implement Podcast. This is a podcast where we have great conversations about marketing, growing brands, and what it takes to be a great marketer. If you're interested in keeping up with the podcast episodes and the amazing content we produce at Implement, you should definitely subscribe to our newsletter. Just go to join-implement.com to subscribe. All right, enough self-promo. Let's dive into this new episode. And thanks again for tuning in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of the podcast. Uh, today, I'm with Denise Diaz. Uh, Denise is the marketing director at Global University Systems. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you today, Denise. Thank you so much for, for coming. And uh, yeah, before we start, uh, maybe you could tell us a bit more about yourself. Uh, hello. Thank you so much for having me, for inviting me to be part of this podcast episode. Um, thank you as well for the introduction. Yes, my name is Denise Diaz. I am currently the marketing director at Global University Systems, uh, a global network of educational institutions with headquarters in London. I have been working in this company for a long time, and I believe that throughout my career, I have managed around seven different brands for the business. So yeah, um, it's nice, nice to meet all of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for, uh, for coming. And uh... Uh, could you tell us a bit more about what Global University Systems is and what you guys do? Yeah, um, so Global University Systems, it's a global network of educational institutions. So um, a network of business schools, language schools, um, colleges, universities. Um, so basically we provide, the company provides education to everyone uh, from you know our programs vary from vocational depending on the institution from vocational professional qualifications undergraduate degrees postgraduate degrees and uh, it's a global network so we have locations in america in europe berlin um in asia singapore in fact i manage one of the brands um, lsbf singapore so yeah, we have, a, the company has educational institutions across the globe. At the moment, personally, I manage, I just recently been given three new brands in the Caribbean. Oh, so nice. yeah, very, very diverse portfolio, very diverse locations. So uh, yeah, very inclusive, diverse company to work. So you guys are like the the PNG of uh, of higher education. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 quite it's quite big. It's quite yeah. big. Um, yeah. and I think uh, we in the UK we have what I believe it's one of the greatest uh, universities, the University of Law. Uh, it's part of Global University Systems. It's a very good uh, university. Started offering law degrees. In fact, some of the, I don't know, prime, uh, prime members of, of parliament have graduated from the University of Law. So yeah, I mean, awesome. we, it's, it's big, it's big. <laughs> yeah, 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 congrats. Um, do, do you, um, uh, you know, could you tell me a bit more about how did you guys, because for, for people listening, uh, it's, a, it's a very big company. I think you, you, you have like 60,000 students, something like that, uh, or yeah. worldwide. Oh my goodness! I I I couldn't even tell you. Like I could not yeah. finger point there. Many, many thousands. <laughs> right amount of students, yeah. but 
thousands, correct? And yeah. um, the company, the company grew quite fast. I have mm -hmm. been very fortunate to have been part of that expansion. As a matter of fact, um, when I joined back in 2010, the company started with their main brand that back then was the London School of Business and Finance. Mm -hmm. So it started with one brand, then it became three, then it became four. And now I have to be honest, I lost the count. I think that uh -huh. we are potentially now 14, 15 different brands, if not more. Um, sometimes it's hard to keep up. Um, so yeah, it's, it grew very fast um, by quite a lot, I must say. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just interested to know, uh, you know, you guys have probably uh, seen better than others the impact of, uh, of the COVID crisis on students and uh, how to deliver higher education courses. Uh, how did you kind of go through this whole period, this last year of uh, uh, adapting to the crisis? Okay, yeah, um, that's a very, actually very good question. Um, so it, some institutions were affected more than others, right? I, can, I cannot comment on the majority of the brands because I'm not in a position to do that. I can only comment on the brands that I was managing. Um, um, for example, for LSBF, uh, a brand that I managed, uh, was managing last year, we were fortunate that some of the business units were already online. So the shock, the, the, the cultural shock wasn't there for us because we were already doing um, online access. We had a very good online platform. So the students were used to online. Some of them had already decided and we were very flexible in the way we were offering the courses because some courses were um, delivered in a hybrid, in a hybrid mode. Um, so we always had the online uh, uh, the online um, study mode, we offered the hybrid mode, campus and online, and we also offered the campus one. But of course, you will always have students that prefer that one-to-one -one, um, environment, let's say, with the tutor or with the, or with the faculty. So we had some instances where, yeah, it was very difficult to tell these people that now they had to move to online. But fortunately, in uh, we our students were already used to it. So it wasn't that much of a shock uh, as perhaps another institutions where they were offering, because the, the nature of the business I'm talking about, they were offering professional qualifications. So the actual structure of the professional qualifications and the professional qualification that I'm talking just for people to know, it's ACCA. So I saw it as an example that it's ACCA. The way that we are running that course in a specific is very different from an undergraduate degree on a postgraduate degree. So perhaps for institutions that were um, offering postgraduate degrees, it was different because usually those postgraduate degrees um, were you know, tough face-to-face. -face. Again, LSPF has always tough online. So our, our, our professional postgraduate degrees are tough online. So from that perspective, we were not affected. Yeah. In fact, it actually, um, confirmed that we were in the right track, right? Because yeah. I think whether we want it or not as a business, as business owners and, you know, uh, as employees, we need to know that online is, you know, progressing quite fast, mm. the online environment. In any, in any um, environment, in any sector or industry. Yeah. So I think it confirmed and accelerated the fact that we needed to 
you know, become even more flexible, yeah. um, more on top of technology and figure out a way where we can make the student experience even better for their students. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question. No yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, and uh, I think it's, uh, it changed also the conception of students of what a good education is and it's not just a beautiful campus and a beautiful building and classes and uh, it's it's really about the 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 online experience as well which is something that matters a lot more now to students as well i think correct i i believe i believe perhaps we are a little bit away of 100 fully online because there will be people that will be more comfortable to uh, talk to other peers face to face. It's like working from home right now, right? Some really hate it because they miss that interaction with their colleagues. Uh, that that emotion of seeing people face to face that is not going to be 100% the same online. So uh, there will be instances, and I think that we are far away from maybe all the universities providing online courses because that will be uh, something that, you know, human emotion is important for life. But I think that we are definitely moving really quickly forward to a hybrid, to a hybrid mm. environment where perhaps it's 70% online, 30% on campus. The same as working from home. I think that COVID has shown everyone that, you know, the dependency to be in an office, it in reality, shouldn't, shouldn't have been 100%. Like you don't really need to be in an office to show that you can do your work, if yeah. that makes sense, right? Yeah. And a lot of people are actually enjoying the fact that they're working from home and that they are studying from home because they can get that flexibility to add perhaps something that before they were not able to have, like time with family, with kids, with partners, time from ourselves. So I think, yeah, definitely there is a key in... Um, consumer behavior for sure yeah yeah absolutely um you know you you said that um you started with them uh, with the company uh, with the global university systems when it was uh you know just a few brands and now it's it's much larger it's interesting so what what are kind of the you know according to you and to your experience with them and to what are the the kind of the the drivers of that growth like what uh on, on what was it built, like this growth of uh, growing so fast? Because in, in, in 10 years, right, you said you, you joined them 10 years ago. Like, how did it grow so fast? And what were the drivers? 10 and a half years ago. I mean, I can only comment from my experience, right? Because I'm not in the in the board or, you know, the, I was not involved with the strategic decisions. But I think it's a combination of different, different things. I think um, it's from a strategy perspective, the owners were very clever as to you know where to go where the market that they needed to the market that they needed to target um, and offering products that what that were targeted for that specific market and that there was demand right so they were very clever in um, maximizing that opportunity and and working towards um, the goal of expanding and how we, we can do it. I also think that the, the, team, uh, the team that they had in place helped completely because um, you know it takes a certain kind of people and certain kinds of skills to actually 
work in an environment where perhaps it's a startup environment or an entrepreneurial environment. So I think that the people that you have with you at the very beginning of you setting that success plays a, plays a, a pivotal role. Um, the majority of the people that were working for the group back then were very entrepreneurial in mind, very startup, very good at working at high pace environment and stressful situations. So that's why it works when you are in a startup phase, you have, the, you have to have the right people to move along, you know, to when the challenges come back, find ways to solve the problems. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it was one thing in particular. I think it was a combination of multiple things, uh, luck and opportunity as well for the owner, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what um, um, helped them to grow really fast. But I also think it's the vision, you know, the, the strategic vision of the owner who is very entrepreneurial. I, I admire him very much because he can always see how to make quick decisions. He makes quick decisions that know that will have impact in terms of money-wise. And he was able, always able to sell that ideas to their employees, you know, that they were working towards that goal. They were working for building a future, but building a future. And I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically it's, uh their capacity to identify the demand and the uh, market for whatever they're selling and design courses that uh, uh, interested people and, and uh, find uh, client, you know, they could find clients for an entrepreneurial team and just taking a, you know, advantage of every opportunity and uh, sort of driving a vision and, uh, and act fast and act yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, so today you have uh, uh, most of your campuses are like, uh, like you have campuses distributed uh, around the world, but uh, do you guys have a sort of specialty you're teaching? I know you have a, a sort of a law school. You also have a business school. Is it more like, uh, do you also teach tech? Do you teach like uh, other other disciplines as well? Yeah, so it's it's mainly, mainly business, finance, law, um, and just recently, the new brands that I'm managing in the Caribbean, they are medical, they, we offer medicine, medicine, medicine programs, so MD or veterinary courses. So um, these are, these are uh, new products uh, in that were added into the portfolio. So it's very interesting because obviously we hadn't done this in the past, so we are getting to know the brands, the products, their, the advantages of these products. And, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think and I believe, yes, from a technology perspective, I think this is definitely super key. We were offering some of those courses uh, from one of the brands, uh, executive education courses. But I personally believe that this is something that um, definitely we will potentially be offering because it's the future. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you said you were uh, managing uh, uh, schools in the Caribbean. Do you have a local team there or like the, how do you do you do this from uh, from london where you're based at, uh, at this point in time uh, i'm still i'm still trying to figure out the ins and outs because i literally just i was given these brands at the end of november mm. so it's quite recently it's been i think i mean in december you don't count it because of the holidays so it's been two two months so it's a still very very early stages 
at the moment it's a very uh, unique team structure setup. So I have my team here in the UK, um, but there is an also there is also another team in America, and obviously the team in the islands. But the teams in the islands are more uh, academic based, admin based, uh, strategic. The strategic direction, what I would potentially call it like that, the strategic direction from the business comes from the UK and America. So it's a very um um. One of the challenges that I have, maybe not challenges, but yeah, one of the things that I have at the moment is that I'm very new into the business. So I'm trying to figure out the synergy between all the different teams. Uh, I'm trying to understand how to work better together to reach our goals. I see. Um, yeah, I wish you the, yeah, the, the best of luck. To answer your question, three different teams, America, UK, and the Caribbean. Uh, so we have a, a yeah. Very interesting setup. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. If you'd ask me, I, I, I would ask to, if I was at your place, I would ask to be relocated in the Caribbean, maybe. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd oh rather live be, under that, that weather. Dream job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to be living in paradise, like with clear, clear blue waters? Um, I mean, I see the pictures and I'm like, take me there. It's winter here. I need some sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially London weather is so, so terrible uh so bad so yeah it's uh it's really interesting to to learn about this uh this business of um of higher education and uh uh you know talking about a little bit more like in terms of um, uh, as a marketing topic and uh yeah what are kind of the um, the big channels that you guys have invested in and uh that you want to invest in the future and sort of can you tell us a little bit about, more about your like sort of marketing mix and uh how do you plan on 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 you know, uh, on getting to, to your target customer and uh, uh, yeah, and what, what are the big like kind of projects you have going on? Sure, um, I think, um, well, just to answer to your last question, um, from a marketing perspective, as a marketing director, one of my priorities is to ensure that there is return on investment, right? So, budgets and budget management and campaign management and marketing performance is quite of it's quite like my daily my daily bread let's just say it like this so um on top of that i'm also responsible for the overall marketing strategy you know the branding um and all of that so at the moment again i'm very new into these brands that i'm managing but in my previous experiences this is what i was in charge of doing on top of, of course managing a team that is going to help me reach that 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 overall goal. Um, at Global University Systems, and in terms of marketing, we are conscious that uh, digital it's essentially through, throughout the years. So the majority of the investment is in digital channels. So yeah, so we um, we also obviously understand our target audience. Where is our target audience spending more time on? What are the things that they're searching for and therefore we invest in the channels that we know are potential customers. It's basics marketing anyway, right? Um, um, a potential customer is going to be interested in. But yes, the majority of investment is in the digital channel. So paid, paid social media, paid Google AdWords, um, and obviously um, understanding that consumer journey from the moment that they inquire as a lead and how we can maximize that journey until they become a student. Mm -hmm. yeah that's uh that's great and i think uh not that many schools are good at digital marketing and using digital channels and i think uh 
for the schools that are able to leverage uh, those channels uh, well, it's a, it's a big plus. Uh, the, yeah, I, yeah, I do agree with you. I uh, having been in the education sector for a long time. I can tell you that one of the things that cost has done really well is the fact that we have been um, is, is used maximizing our digital knowledge, whereas a lot of perhaps traditional universities or brick and mortar universities are a little bit left behind in the adoption of new technology. And they struggle because they have always been very much um, events-based or um, offline marketing. Um, and yeah, I think that that you know there is no time like the present. Online is gonna keep moving super fast. So the longer you the the, the faster you can adapt to that environment, the better it's gonna be for you in the long run. Because once you adopt technology. Sometimes the, the tasks that we were used to do before are going to be done faster this time. That will allow, allow your company, your employees to invest that time in thinking about new things or improving. So I think, yeah, I think technology is a very good friend and digital marketing is a very good friend to all marketeers to, you know, give us, give us some time back to spend doing, spend, time to think about how to create new things. So yeah. in other words, innovating, mm. because innovating is crucial nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's funny how you, you talk about digital marketing as a way to regain sort of control of your time and like sort of scaling and uh, streamlining operations Correct. Um, it, automating, it automating. Automation yeah. is such a good thing. I mean, things that took you seven, seven hours before now takes you seconds. Mm. You have to put the you have to put the work at the beginning, as everything. But you do that work for I don't know two, three weeks, years of not doing that work again. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that um, that's the key the key advantage of streamlining all your processes and getting the technology involved as a core in your marketing strategy. Yeah, the, no, absolutely. And uh, I think we tend to, I, I've been in digital marketing for a while now, so I tend to forget. And also because I started in marketing when digital marketing was still, was already a big thing. And uh, this is the marketing I learned. I mean, I didn't, so, but from, for, if you compare this to like old school, traditional marketing and uh, all the time it required, it's true that uh, it's uh, it's one of the advantages that we tend to forget because we take it for granted now. Like, yeah, we we know these uh, these things, and so so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting uh, angle. I, I haven't thought about this uh, at all. The the sort of uh, time you gain uh, versus old school stuff, you know, event based offline, which is coming back as well because now everybody's moving to digital. So people are like, hey, let's uh, <laughs> let's be different by going back to the uh, classics. Uh, I know, yeah. right? It yeah. comes in waves. It comes yeah. in waves. I think, you know, I like fashion. Now everyone wants to be hipster, no? Like everyone wants to be wearing 70. Like it just, I think it's part of human beings, of, of our mentality. We yeah. always want to keep changing stuff. So when something becomes the normality, you want to go back to the old, the old stuff. Yeah. So... I think it's part of us, our nature of of keeping, of changing things, 
times, two times. So I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised that in, I don't know, in 11, 11, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm just gonna put an, like a, a figure now, but don't quote me on this, yeah? Um, I don't know, 15 years, everyone is gonna be like, oh no, let's go back to print advertising, let's go back because it's so retro, and you know, I want yeah. to, I want to be doing that. And then he's inside me says, yes, but it's like, it's like now everyone is, Wanna wanna be using like clothes from the 70s, but you still want your mobile, you still want your social media, you still want your technology, right? Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just trends. I mean, it comes and goes and uh yeah. you have to keep up with them, but yeah, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. I agree. Yeah. So you, you have a team in the UK right now, and I, I guess you guys have been working uh, uh remotely for the past uh, for the past year. Uh, how did you kind of navigate this as a manager and, uh, you know, what kind of systems do you put in place? Do you guys uh, go back to the office sometimes? Actually, I don't know if you can in the UK, I'm not sure. Uh, but how did you navigate this with your team? Yeah, it was an interesting, it was an interesting um, transition. Um, I, we had, unfortunately, again, we had the technology in place. So we had always had um uh, how do you say oh i forgot i forgot about the name but vpn you know like vpn and all yeah. this also even even before even before uh the covid things happened our company was a structure for people to work from home time mm -hmm. to time right yeah. so we were set up to have vpns um my team fortunately enough had laptops as well so it didn't come as a shock like oh my goodness we have to like now i have to run around and, and find laptops for the team or mm -hmm. you know getting getting trained getting them training all the how to use microsoft teams or whatever i mean we were always very good in that term so it was more about the fact that we were not going to see each other every single day right and yeah. how and that perhaps i was not going to be available to them to ask questions Whereas before I was sitting in front of them because in the company, there's always this mentality that everyone is approachable, everyone is reachable. So we don't have these um, cubicles or everyone has their cubicle. It's very open, open office. Um, so it's always been like this, which I, I really like because, you know, it makes you uh, approachable to your team, always contactable and, and um, feel part feel part of, 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 a, of a bigger team, of a bigger vision. So I think the main difference was, yeah, the fact that we were not seeing each other um, every day or we could go uh, long, have lunch together or for drinks after work or, you know, share that non-work um, conversations when you go and have your tea, which sometimes can, you know, help your day because it distracts you from work. Whereas right now everyone is like, okay, I'm gonna take my lunch hour and I'm gonna be available. It's weird to to approach someone on Teams to talk about I don't know the episode of Game of Thrones, you know, yeah. <laughs> because you don't know whether you, it doesn't feel quite like that. But I try I try my best to make it look, you know, to 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 communicate. I think communication is very important. Mm. I kept the same routine as I had in the office. I had my weekly. When I was in the office, we had weekly meetings anyway with my teams. So check up some priorities, check. So we did the same. We use camera, of course, because you know that. Um, at the beginning, we used camera. Then we didn't use camera because everyone is in their comfies, you know. So it, 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 it depends. So I think, um, yeah, what I did was keep the routine, 
keep everything that I had at work, make sure that I was approachable uh, to them, that they could contact me, my teams, my mobile to, to, to be there. And literally from my perspective, I don't think it changed that much because I always make my team feel part of the bigger vision, motivates them. I'm always listening to them. So it just changed to the fact that we were actually um, not looking at each other all the time. But anyway, I think from my perspective, from my team perspective, sometimes, you know, for example, now it's hardly ever the times that we are on camera because everyone is just so chill. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, my, I don't, need, I don't want to put my like best shirt to talk to mm-hmm. my manager or whatever. And so it's understanding those flexibilities and just yeah, discuss with your team what works best for them. So I had uh, the majority of my team. The majority of my team was super chill, super cool, embracing the fat. Because I don't know if you have lived in London, have you? Uh, one summer but, time, yeah. Yeah, but okay. So in here, um, you have to take the tube for everything and it takes a while from the tube to, you know, to arrive to the office. So sometimes to get to the office, it can take you usually average one hour to reach to the office. And if you live outside London, sometimes it's one hour and a half. I mean, lucky are the people that reach that reach the office within 20 minutes from their place. So, um, yeah, the reason I'm saying this is because, you know, the majority of the people that I work with on my team were very grateful that they were gaining that time back, right, of not commuting. So they were, they were actually embracing the fact of working from home as a positive thing rather than a negative thing. Of course, it depends on personality. So as a manager, I have to adapt for my personality. Some other people, um, I have I have had uh, a members of a member of my team who didn't feel at the beginning quite comfortable because they were missing that connection and personal connection. So no. for those people in particular, it's about communication. So how it works for you? Maybe make arrangements so I can be more available to them and help them transition mm-hmm. to this new working from home uh, environment. So I think as a manager, yeah. you need to be understanding of different personalities. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do you think you'll keep some of the settings that you you, you had, like the, some, uh, some of what you built, like this remote setting and this uh, after the crisis, do you think you'll be more, uh, uh, it will be more of a sort of a hybrid setting? Yeah, I mean, how, what will you keep from this crisis after, I, you know? I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. I would. Awesome. Especially in London. Yeah, yeah. When the when you know if the tube sometimes if the if it rains, the tube had delays. Mm-hmm. If it snows, the tube had delays. Uh, if you if they are making if and, and, and unfortunately the reason I'm mentioning the tube is because nobody's a millionaire, no one has cars to go and drive to the office. So the majority of the people use the tube. So the tube is a decisive factor on how you reach the office every day, whether you're in a good mood or in a bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> so um i i think that yes i think a hybrid a hybrid environment would be fantastic um but again it's not it's not it's not up to me i believe that there has been conversations um so i rec- I, I i reckon that as soon as you know hopefully this COVID situation is out of the way we will be communicated as to what the decision is but personally i would say yes just so that we can gain some time back for other things especially now that we have proven that it works you know because we have worked for come home for a year now and fortunately enough we and we had the capacity and we have the technology and that was very good but we but our mentality didn't change that much 
right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have a really good team. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's uh, it's uh, it's really important, and uh, I think to learn something from this, and uh, and you you have a you have a very uh, passion passionate and high energy personality. I can see this from just talking to you, uh, uh, and and I think it's a. Uh, uh, you can communicate this like even online i think it's it's good to have this type of uh, of drive but also it's really important to meet as well so a hybrid is the best like i, I used to work in this company uh, where it would literally take me an hour to go to get to the office but i didn't have to go to the office every day and it was great because i i i, I just when i whenever i didn't need to be in a meeting or to just uh, be in the office for like like social or like uh group things uh, then i didn't have to go and usually uh, i took at least two days per week where i was working from home and uh, i think uh, that was well like way before covid i think that's really the the best uh, the best approach you can have it's my i mean it's my opinion but uh, anyways um yeah it's, uh, i agree yeah. i agree 100 and if, if i were the one decision maker I yeah. would I would make it that way. If I would be the final, I mean, obviously, I cannot take the decision for the whole company, right? Yeah, yeah. But if I would, hypothetically, <laughs> I would. I would say, yeah. my team, we are working hybrid, awesome. moving forward, um, and we decide between ourselves which days we come to the office, yeah. and we do it based on priorities and tasks, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, to go to the office and just sit there and not talk to anyone and do work you could be doing at home is uh, is really a poor use of uh, office space for, for frankly and uh, uh, it costs so much now especially in a city like london on pa or paris uh, that uh, yeah you could have smaller offices and uh, people could just come whenever they need to really meet and uh, do things together uh, but you know it's uh, yeah it's it's uh, as you said it's uh, it's about culture it's about what the bosses want as well and uh, some bosses are a bit like old school sometimes they want to have like the Kind of the, the whole office thing i just want to yeah. um, kind of wrap up the the episode and ask you about the uh, uh sort of the, the the skills that you're trying to build as a leader right now because you've, you've had experience you're managing a team uh, you're an accomplished marketer uh, what's next for you what are you trying to get better at or trying to improve uh, and uh, what are you working on as a, as a marketer and as a leader um yeah, that's a that's a very good question. Um, I I feel like I in our field in our field we need to keep on learning, right? Because marketing goes hand in hand with technology, and I feel like they are brothers or sisters, part of the same family. So if one grows, the other one needs to grow. So I I have a diff I I have a couple of goals in terms of learning um soft skills soft skills as well as hard skills so from my uh, from a, in terms of digital marketing i would definitely like to be involved with more technology tools like one of my goals is to we use salesforce as a crm in the company previously we were working in microsoft dynamics so one of the things that i'm really interested in is how to make the most out of the salesforce system that we have because that's the key, you know, having a really good customer relationship manager system, Salesforce, it's very good for keeping an eye on your pipeline, keeping an eye on your investment. So I, that's one of the goals that I have. I also always like to keep up with um, social media channels um, because um, I believe that 
social media together with content, with, con with a content strategy is also the future. Um, content is very important, has always been important, always since the beginning, because you need to know how to target your audience. You need to know how to communicate those values. You need to know, you need to know how to communicate the wise. But the way that this content is being used keeps changing across time. So that's another thing that I always want to keep up with because social media is going to become more involved with technology. It's where the majority of their users are going to be. Mm. So from a practical skills perspective, hard skill perspective, this is what I would want to do. From a soft skills perspective, one of my goals this year is to improve my public speaking skills. Um, therefore in accepting invitations like this one to appear in this podcast, right? And the reason why I, I say this is because uh, of course, if you haven't noticed from my name, um, I am a foreigner, right? So English is not my first language. And I think English is not your first language either, right? Nope. So it's always, it's always very good for me to improve my communication skills, to be able to improve my English, to understand, to speak as eloquently as a as any other native american speak mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that i'm really striving to do this year i have even thought about you know getting a coach that is going to help me with my i'm very i consider myself that i'm, I'm good at it um i have done public speaking before um i feel comfortable and confident but there is always something that i can do better and that's something that I need to learn this year. So um, why I'm saying this is because I believe personally that in order to advance in your career, you need to be a great communicator. And if you want to be a great communicator, you need to know how to speak very well in public. And that's what I want to do. So I want to challenge myself even further. And therefore, 2021, I, sorry, I was talking about 2020, 2021, 2021, 2022, it's going to be for this. Yeah, hopefully. That's, yeah, it's a it's a great objective, um, and uh, definitely agree. I mean, the uh, public speaking is super important, and um, the way to, and, and and not just public speaking, but uh, being able to communicate in a uh, in a very clear manner, and uh, uh, also know how to entertain people, how to keep people's attention. Um, I think it's a, it's a very important skill uh, as well, of course. And uh, yeah, and do, do you have any, um, like, you know, apart from doing more sort of, a, you know, public speaking opportunities, um, do you have any kind of a course lined up or sort of training or for, especially talking about like uh, more of the hard skills part, do you, do you have any, anywhere you are learning this right now? So from, uh, let's talk about hard skills first. So for that, Salesforce has its own training uh, environment, which is amazing. That's what I love to, to Salesforce. So you can actually go and train yourself and, you know, build a certificate. So I need to, I need to get my hands on that. At the same time, obviously I work here and I'm fortunate again to have a team um, dedicated to Salesforce. So I'm always learning, even at work, you know, how to do reports, how to do all this stuff. So. Um, that's my plan for that. From social media, I, um, I, I do a, a multiple. I mean, there are so many multiple sources, right? So, I have done a Udemy and Coursera courses as well. But at the same time, I keep up with you know social media examiners, so websites that are going to, um, that I know are going to have the latest trends, uh, latest insights, and at the same time, you know, um, 
YouTube. I find YouTube as a very good channel for free knowledge. Um, obviously, you have to verify sometimes the sources, so you have to be you have to do a really good job about researching which sources to trust. But I believe that free access to education is very good. You also have LinkedIn solutions. So I mean, you name it. The 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 amount of uh, information and sources and channels are out there are a lot. Yeah. So that's um, what I'm going to keep doing from a public speaking perspective. I, you know, it comes with practice. So I'll have to. You know, as much as I, 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 I have read books, of course, and as, said, as I said to you earlier, I'm also thinking about perhaps booking a, a coach, coach that is yeah. going to, yeah, who's going to take me there, mm. uh, because sometimes you need that extra person, a person that is going to be um, an outsider, not a friend, mm. not your husband or partner or anyone at work that might be a little bit biased. You need to have someone else that you can feel comfortable but that is going to be assertive in giving you that feedback. So that's one. And the second one is challenging myself, you know, to actually get there. So as inviting interviews for podcasts, but like that have to be like I have to be really good, have to be with within my target audience. And so that then I can, you know, take the opportunity to learn what did I do, why did I do really good, what were the things that we're not doing, and I write this down and then I know, okay. Next time I must avoid this, I must avoid that. So it's a constant, it's a constant challenge that I give myself for myself yeah. <laughs> to improve. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, well, thank you so much, Denise, for, uh, for your time. And uh, it was really great uh, chatting with you. And uh, I wish you the best of luck for, uh, for this new year. Thank you for inviting me and the same to you. All the success in your business. Thank you.